Guys, have you ever wanted to start a blog? Do you wonder what a day in the life of an influencer looks like? Or what it actually even takes to be a blogger nowadays? So today we're talking to Christina Caradona, who's the founder of Trop Rouge. I don't want to pronounce it in French because people will probably not understand. And we'll hopefully find out the answers to all these questions. Hola, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, the podcast where we talk about life, love, travel, business, and everything in between. Life tends to get messy sometimes, and nobody really taught us how to live it. With your new best friend, confidant, and host, yours truly, Sabrina. I will always have your back, and it is my mission that you never feel alone again, because I'm always here. So fasten your seatbelts, because the ride is about to get really bumpy. Welcome to season two. Let's go. Guys, today we're talking all about blogging, what it takes to start a blog, how to be an influencer, and we'll be talking about as well some tips and tricks to get you started on this journey. I'm excited because this is actually the second in-person episode recording since lockdown and quarantine. So very honored to have Christina Caradona here with us. Welcome to Pretty Sure, and let's get started. Tell us a little bit about your story. Hi. Well, first of all, I'm very excited to be here and to be on your podcast, so thank you so much for having me. So yeah, my name is Christina Caradona, and I'm the founder of Trou Rouge, so you pronounced it right. (laughs) Um, I am French-American. We are actually in Biarritz right now, which is my hometown, and I started Trou Rouge about 11 years ago, and I started it basically as just like a fashion blog, and now it's taken on many different roles. It's like more like lifestyle, and I'm doing a lot more videos, um, and I don't know, I just feel like I'm connecting more with my readers. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so first of all, tell us how did you end up in New York, like growing up here? Okay, so actually... I was actually born in New York. So, yeah. <laughs> I was born in New York uh, at a Columbia, Columbian Presbyterian over in Manhattan. <laughs> and um, I left New York at the age of seven to move to Paris. And because my dad's side is French. My mom is from South Carolina. So, oh, yeah. Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> so, we moved to France when I was about seven years old. And that is where, like, New York kind of plays in. I didn't leave France until I was 18 and I went back to New York. And then, okay. Yeah. So, how was it actually moving from there to here and then kind of adapting and then going back to the States? Well, I feel like I was really young when I left New York. So, I didn't really know the concept of, like, like where things were or where I was. I knew I was in a different place. I knew that I didn't really understand the language yet because I wasn't fluent yet but I definitely I definitely loved my like childhood growing up in Paris and growing up in, especially here in Beirut it's just like so it's so different than any other yeah. place so it's really cool but I really loved it it there's definitely a huge contrast in terms of just like being raised in two different places like New York has has its like ups and downs and so does Beirut as well but um, there's something special about being raised here yeah in France in general <laughs> Sorry. I can imagine. Sorry, Especially, like, near the beach. Oh, my God. That must have been so nice. You know, like, summers and everyday life. Yeah. It was really nice. You know, in beer, it's um, either you skateboard or you play rugby or you surf. Do you know how to do any of these? I know how to surf. (laughs) Or, um, so I feel like that's, like, one of the main things growing up in school. Like, there's, like, one of the main 
sports that kids did. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. So it was like what the cool kids did, basically. Yeah, or, you know, if you went to the beach, you, even if you weren't surfing, you were doing something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how does it actually, how is it like growing up bicultural? Like, was your dad very French in that sense, or was he more Americanized, or, like, what was the situation? I feel like my dad was pretty Americanized because he grew up in Brightwater's Long Island. Okay. So he was pretty, he was pretty Americanized, but um, growing up, but my, but obviously, like, growing up even in Long Island with my grandpa and like my dad and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. His family was French, so like I had that there. Yeah, but definitely being what'd you say? I, you didn't say bicultural. You said yeah, bi- bicultural. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> Guys, very other, other nationality. I highly recommend it if you can breed with another nationality. Do it. Uh, <laughs> I joke with my mom because I tell her like that's the best thing you ever did like marrying a dad. I know I know my mom like I feel like you just married dad for this reason but whatever um, it's kind of like you have like two minds in a way you know it's like you have your you don't latch on to one more than the mm-hmm. other because you're literally both it's so hard and I feel like it's hard to explain, but you are, it's almost like you're two people, but you're one. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only way I can explain it. Yeah. Um, and you're able to switch on and off. I'm sure you understand, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like shaking your head like, yes. I'm like, yeah. I hate when everyone asks me like, which one do you feel more like? I'm like, like I feel like neither. Like, yeah. Like, neither. Like, you're like, I'm me. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of language, what was it like? Like, did you have to relearn French? Did you learn French when you were a child? Mm-hmm. Do you oh, know, go back and forth? my God. When I came here, I didn't speak any French. So yeah. I was thrown into, like, I went to a bilingual school for the first two years, and my my mom was like, because we didn't speak it at home, you know? Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, she doesn't speak French yet, they're in public school. And then after, like, nine months, I was fluent. Okay. Um, and which happens when you're, like, 11. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're still learning English. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'm completely... And know. now do you go back and forth? Like, do you think in English or in French? You know what's funny? I used to think in French when I was mm-hmm. here. Because um, when I came back to New York at 18, I didn't really speak very... I spoke English, mm-hmm. but, like, family English. Like, I didn't know okay. any slang. And I could okay. barely s- spell in English because I was only spelling in French I only knew like fifth grade English writing mm-hmm. so which is probably why if you go on my stories and you see me miss, me, like uh, what's it messing up it's because I'm not a very good speller <laughs> I'm not all there um, <laughs> it's okay you speak two languages it's I know, fine it's I know. understandable um, but uh, no I, I learned French when when I was like when I was starting to school and stuff like that. Okay, and then so you wanted to move back to New York because of school, or you were just like, I'm done with France, want to move? I wanted to stay. I honestly wanted to stay in France. I had I had nothing to do with New York. I was like, I don't want to go back there. And my yeah. brother wanted to go to American high school. He wanted to, you know, see what it was like. Was it like on the TV? Was it like on TV? I already knew I wanted to go to, I wanted to go to like Bordeaux for, you know, for college yeah, and yeah. that stuff, which is like where everybody goes down here. It's like big places, you know, they go there. Yeah. Um, and then we eventually moved and I, and I, you know, I left after a couple of years, my parents were actually like, we're going to go back to Beards. Do you mm-hmm. want to come? And I was like, no, now I'm going to stay. <laughs> so I literally stayed. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you've been now there, what, like 10? I've been there for 13 years. I think I'm going on 14. Wow. Like, I think this month is my 14th anniversary. Do you ever think of coming back to France or now it's too late and you're just in love with New York? Well, I always think that I live in both because I have my family here too. And I did, I technically did go back to Paris like last 
last year. I was there yeah. for a few months. I was there for like three, four months. And, um, you know, and then the quarantine sort of hit when I came back and now I'm back here. I don't know. I'll come back eventually because I do want to raise my kids in Biritz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. And so what actually led you into blogging? Because I know you said that you started out as kind of like a fashion thing, but like what made you get into it? Had you ever considered it or was it just like and I'm gonna see what happens like what led you to blogging so I had no idea what a blog was at all I was managing an American apparel store I had a friend of mine her name is Mariah we're still really good friends and she was kind of the reason that I started the blog because she was like have you ever heard of one before and I was Mm -hmm. like no so I started looking at tumblr I was really big on tumblr OG tumblr girl love it not OG but I'm saying like tumblr is like great (laughs) tumblr is like for the it's always like everyone's the beginning of tumblr yeah 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 um, and then I started looking at like Tabby Gustavson from the okay. Style Rookie and Rachel from That Chic. And I was like, oh, these blogs are really cool. Like I have clothes. I have a camera. So I started doing the blog and yeah, it's been 11 years. It's 11, every February is my anniversary. Okay. February 21st, I think. Oh. So yeah, it's been 11 years. And, but when I started it, you know, there weren't many blogs. I think there was like a handful. Yeah, you're kind of like the OG. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's weird. A lot of people were like, you're like one of the first New York City bloggers. And I was like, I didn't even know that until like two years ago. Yeah, I think I actually found you like year. I don't even know when I found you, but like years ago on like one of these. Because I used to do styling. So I was in fashion styling. You cool. know, they were like, oh, you have to look at blogs. You have to do that. They were like, but don't do the blonde salad because everyone was like obsessed with the blonde salad yeah. at the time. So they're like, do something else, find other people. And then I was looking at like top 10 people to follow. And I think you came up. And oh my God. Wow. Oh my gosh, got chills. Eek. Yeah, um, like this has been the years, like six years or something that's like that. so yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel so You're nice. basically like one of the OGs. That's <laughs> so sweet. Oh my God. Thank you. Um, what was the question? Like what, what drove you to blogging? Cause you didn't know what it was. I didn't know what like, it was. I don't know. You know, I didn't really have like that many friends at the time, you know? Um, I mean I did, but you know, I just moved to New York like a yeah, year or two prior. Life. Yeah. And I just wanted like an outlet to like, just to take fun photos with no, I had no idea it was ever going to turn into anything. I had no idea that I'd be sitting here with you doing this. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> 10 years later, literally, you know? And, um, it was just a way for me to like do something fun and also a way to like have my friends in France, see what I was up to. Yeah. Um, which is kind of why I kept it a French name because I don't know, it made me feel like there was a connection to mm-hmm. my friends and I miss them so much. But yeah, that's really Do you think it. that's kind of what helped you that you didn't really take it too seriously at the beginning? I think so, maybe. And also I had my brother taking all my photos. So all my photos, you know, I always felt like there were photos on other people's sites that were a little sexy. Mm-hmm. And I always thought like, well, if my brother can take my photo, then everyone can see my blog. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just for boys or it's yeah, not, yeah. I'm not going to be embarrassed to show my dad, like, cause I'm wearing a bra or whatever. Um, so I always kept that like wholesome content, which I feel like I kind of do now. Yeah. I'm a pretty wholesome gal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're not like the typical blogger. It's like, oh, take a picture of me in the sunset, you know? Like, no, because my uncles follow me. Like, you know what I mean? Like my family follows me. They don't yeah. want to see me in a freaking bikini laying on the beach. That's weird. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. but no offense to anybody who does it. Cause like, that's hot. <laughs> And it's fun. And it's freaking fun. I have, like, both sides of the coin. I'm like, I like the typical bikini picture, but then I also like, you know, the type of content that you make, so I'm like... Yeah, I'll I'll do a hot bikini picture sometime. Like, sometimes I'll show my butt, but, like, you know, like, I'm I'm, I'm more conservative in real life, so it's like, I'm that in real life, so... 
you know, whatever. Okay, so did you ever think, well, I know you said already you never thought you were going to get where you were now, but, like, growing up, did you ever think that it would be a possibility to be, like, a content creator, blogger, or did you have other plans? Growing up when I was doing the blog, or you mean just in general? Like, in general, when you were doing the blog. Oh, well, I mean, I didn't even think about blogging at all as a career. I always just thought it was, like, a hobby. Um, When I started doing it, obviously, when I started getting more and more hits, I gave myself little, like, fun goals. I was like, maybe I'll get, like you know, a thousand views next mm-hmm. month or whatever. So I gave myself little like tiers to go through. But I mean, before that I had other ideas, you know, I wanted to do like corporate law at one point, you know, I was mm-hmm. doing, um, I, I studied theater arts in college for like a year before I like dropped out, <laughs> you know, I was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, but I always knew I wanted to do something, you know, kind of fun, creative mm-hmm. where I could show myself. Cause I have a pretty, Fun personality. Yeah. I can see that. I get across. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. Did your parents ever say something about, like, oh, my God, you're doing a blog. You should get, like, a job or no. friends or something? Fortunately, my parents are super, like, um, they're kind of, like, pick up and go. Go with the flow. Um, you know, don't take the conventional route. If you don't want to go to school, don't do it. You know, if you don't want to do this, then, then, you know, then fuck it. Um, which is, I think is good and very bad. (laughs) Okay. But, um, but I definitely think that that also helped me, you know, have the idea to not do something super conventional and not feel like I needed to go down a certain path, which I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of people do. They feel pressure and Mm -hmm. which is completely normal, you know, to feel pressure. If, if it's not from your parents, then it's from your surroundings. Yeah. You know, especially nowadays. Now there's pressure to just be the best or have the most money or be the coolest. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. I never got that with my parents. They were more like, they, they really pushed the creative route. Okay. They really pushed it. They were like, do this, you know, or even now they're like, my brother, learn how to play guitar for the little one. They're like, you're going to go take classes. I love it. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. You always felt like supported. That's great. Yeah. So we already mentioned that you're one of the OG influencers. How, like, what was the hardest part of cracking into the industry back in the day? Oh, my God. Good question. I would say not knowing anything about the industry at okay. all. You know, I feel like that was the hardest part is that, like, I was modeling a bit, but not mm-hmm. very much. Not at the level that I got to do when I started the blog after. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for me personally, you know, I had the blog and, you know, I didn't even know that there was another, I had no idea that there was another route that can go with it where I could get anywhere into the industry. So I feel mm-hmm. like not knowing that was, I think, the biggest barrier <laughs> because it was like basically the unknown, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Were you ever afraid? Were you like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. Or you're just like, whatever comes, I'm going to keep doing this. So my motto, motto, is that even, is that my motto? (laughs) My mantra is to kind of just like go with the flow and just see. My whole thing is let's cross that bridge when I get there. I've always been that way. Maybe that's not the best way to live, but I just like to do things until they don't work. Okay. And then once that happens, I find a different route. But I feel like when you already put yourself in a mindset where you're giving yourself, you know, if something doesn't, you know, if you already give yourself a mindset that something's not going to work, then maybe mm-hmm. it won't. So like my whole thing was like, I'm just going to keep doing this, you know, I'm going to keep doing my job. I'm going to keep doing good. And I'm going to make sure that I stay doing it. And now I have. So. 
Okay. <laughs> and at what point was it that you're like, oh my God, this is actually my career? Like, what happened that made you think, I'm going to quit my job and just do this full time? Oh my God. So I quit after a year. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> That's ambitious. I know. I got picked up by an agency. Okay. Um, I was getting a lot of hits per month, per day. And, um, I got picked up and after a year I was like, you know what? Let me just like try. Yeah. Because if I don't try right now, then I don't think I'm ever going to, you know, do it. And I was living at my parents. I was like 22 and I had no money and I got an apartment with me and my brother and another friend of mine up in Spanish Harlem and I was paying $800, uh, which is kind of expensive still, honestly. It's New York. You know, and um, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. Okay. And if it doesn't work out, I can always go home or I can just, I'll get another job. I'll work as a waitress. You know, I never like, for me, every job is a job. So it wasn't like, oh, if I don't do this, I have to go to school. It's like, no, if this doesn't work, I'll work as a waitress. I'll work as a barista. You know, I'll do whatever it has to take to just like be, you know, a young adult in the city. Um, but I feel like after the year, I was like, okay. And then once I started going, you know, a little further down, I was like, okay, this is kind of my job. Okay. Yeah. And what was, what was your secret? Like, how did you promote yourself or why did you start getting so many hits besides like your content? Um, Were you I doing something specifically? I believe that I was one of very few bloggers that were mixed. So mm -hmm. I was on one of, I was, a, you know, there weren't a lot of, you know, mixed bloggers at the time. There weren't a lot of black bloggers that, you know, girls like me could look up to. And mm -hmm. on top of that, I was keeping my hair natural. So mm -hmm. I was showing a side of beauty that was natural. That was me. That was relatable, I think. And that girls could be like, oh, I can see myself like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because at the time, everything was so like whitewashed, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't even see, any, I, I didn't even see any bloggers like me, except for where did you get that? Karen Britchick. Love her. And she's still a friend of mine. She was the only other blogger that I yeah. could relate to. So I feel like that played a huge part. Yeah. And obviously your content. Did you ever... Okay, so writing. Did you ever take writing classes or was it just something that came naturally to you? Oh my God, I can't believe you just called me a writer. <laughs> like you blog, you write. I know, I know. I'm the worst speller ever. No, actually, not really. But I've always was, I was always into creative writing in school. That was my favorite class was French class. Because I was always... I loved inventing stories or whatever obviously in my blog post my stories aren't invented but i love writing so yeah okay um <laughs> you're really open on your stories and your instagram you know you're always like oh this is happening i'm sad like whatever this has just happened did you ever find it hard to actually open up or like what was your thing that you were like i'm gonna be unapologetically myself and whoever cares very great i feel like it wasn't very difficult for me to be open because I'm a pretty open person in real life. So mm -hmm. the how I am when I meet someone is basically how I portray myself online. You know, I always tell people when I have my period, you know, <laughs> like I feel like everybody needs to know. Um, so it wasn't very hard. And also I felt like I didn't, I, and I also wasn't seeing it on anybody else's accounts. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, if I was, you know, a person that was reading a blog, I'd want to read something that wasn't just about clothes. Maybe I'd yeah. want to read about like a heartbreak, you know, because Sometimes when I go online and I see friends talk about things, and I, even though they're my friends, I feel like I really needed to read that today, you know, and I didn't know that. And maybe that helps. People were able to be like, oh, you know, I can relate, which I think is so important because it's so easy to just, you know, post a photo and all that stuff. But it's so hard to just like be like, you know, this is what's going on. Yeah, exactly. You know? Especially because not everybody is as confident. So if they see you being confident, they might think like, 
oh my god, she must be like whatever superwoman, and then you're like, actually, I have bad days. As I'm well. like, actually, I, I cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really refreshing. Yeah, you know, it's it's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay. It's okay to like go through like crazy heartbreaks and. I feel like I talk about that a lot on my blog. I do like little journals and I talked about my recent breakup and stuff like that. And, you know, girls were like, I, I've been there. Yeah. I'm like, sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been perpetually single for like seven years, but yeah. You know what? <laughs> Good for fucking you. Like, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? You're like, sort of. <laughs> uh, I'm not, heart- you know what? It's not been heartbreaks in the traditional sense, but it's been the situation. Right. Like, si- the situation shit heartbreaks where I feel like it's worse. Because mm-hmm. you're never actually something, but you still feel all the feels. Exactly. So you're like, fuck my life. I can't actually be sad, but I am. <laughs> Yes, that's 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 how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So where do you actually find inspiration? Where do I find inspiration? I find it from music, from my friends. Um, I find it from books, from everything. Honestly, there's no like set thing. I would mainly say my friends really inspire me. Okay. Because I feel like everyone has such like fun individual style. But um, yeah, as my inspiration comes from like everybody else but me. Do you have a specific style that you love in terms of um, fashion or, you know, like content that you create? Like what type of style would you box yourself in, box yourself in but not really? Like how would you define your style? I think that as I've grown older, my style has definitely gotten a lot more feminine. Mm-hmm. I've really embraced my feminine side. I'm a cancer, so I'm girl, girl. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no, I feel like my style is very feminine and... Very, what's that? What is everyone using now? Like cottage core? Oh, really? <laughs> like I've heard of core. I had to do like an analysis on that. But cottage core. I don't know. I like flowy okay. dresses, and that's and it's so funny because yeah. that's not always how my my style's been. But um, yeah, I think that's very feminine and very open and stuff like that. It's evolved. Okay, it has. I'm a butterfly, blossoming <laughs> flower. Keep blossoming. <laughs> so how do you think the blogging and influencer industry has changed since you've been like there from the beginning and you've seen it evolve? Oh my God, it's changed so much. Um, it's changed so, so much, but in a, in a great way, you know, because I feel like more people are showing themselves and, you know, not scared to take risks. There's so many voices out there and I feel like there's so much new information, good and bad. But for me, I mean... Mainly good. I, I honestly love that there's so many bloggers. I think it's great. Yeah. I love that there is a new job. Yeah. You know, we've created, like our generation literally created a new career. And I think that's awesome. So I'm I'm all for it. I think yeah. it's great. Do you think it's still going to be a thing or it's going to stop at any time soon? Like when I don't else? think it's going to stop. I think it's going to get, I think it's going to evolve into something like incredible like something new you know I feel like you know because you would never would have thought like you know eight years ago that bloggers would be invited to fashion week like what the heck like no and now we're not not only invited there we're we're we're, some of them are even walking the runway some Mm -hmm. of them are writing about the shows like in huge magazines I feel like it's gonna go it can only get better yeah I I hope anyway (laughs) what's your favorite type of content to create is it more like blog posts? Is it more like videos? Is it more just like random Instagram pics? Like what is the one thing you would pick if you could? So I like making people laugh. Okay. So like I like anything that's like kind of funny. Okay. Um, I'm actually working on something 
when I get back, that is going to be a video that's going to be really funny. I hope um, that will be out in the September. So, and it, it's like, it's um, a video. So I love creating videos. I'm not the best at them because it's really hard. You know, it's hard to edit. I think my, my main thing I love doing is I like making people laugh and I like making people feel good. Mm -hmm. So anything that I can write about that makes people leave my page and feel better about themselves, that's my favorite. How are you feeling with the whole current situation in the States? This, I know it's not in the questions, but I'm just thinking about it, speaking about how you're trying to make people laugh and feel better about themselves. Do you stay away from like political issues? Like, What are your thoughts on those types of things? Do you include that in your content? Do you not want to include it? Um, I definitely think that including political issues is important because, you know, it, the state of our country right now kind of, we, you know, you need every vote. And mm -hmm. so, like, I'd love to talk about, like, the vote, pushing the vote. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important to not just talk about fashion because there are so many more important things. So I love informing people about everything else that's going on other than the hot trends. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important. And I understand there's a lot of, you know, it's a, sometimes it could be touchy for a lot of people to talk about things that are maybe foreign to them or they're scared because they don't want to lose the likes. Yeah. But like at this point, I don't feel like it's about likes. It's about like human rights. And yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Speaking you. of likes, good point that you <laughs> mentioned that. Oh. Have you ever struggled with the whole, oh my God, I'm not getting enough likes, like I'm not getting enough followers? Like how do you deal with that side of being a blogger influencer? Oh my God. Absolutely. Like that is like the whole like pit of it sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's so hard. You know, it's so hard not to compare yourself. It's so hard not to go on your page and be like, I only have 2,000. And, you know, start freaking out. Of course, have I had those days? Absolutely. I even had days where I was just like, like, you know, bummed out about it. And then you, and then I kind of got through it and I was like, you know what? It's not about that. It's about content and all that stuff. But of course, it's so hard because now you have so many bloggers, even though it's great. Like I said, yeah, it can get hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, what, do you, you know, what do you do to get over that? I just really look at myself and just be like, you know what? You're so much more than how many likes you have on your photo or how many yeah. views you have. Um, that's pretty much it. And I just call my friends and like, we'll talk about stuff. Like, you know, I kind of stepped away and I'll just be like, yeah. okay, whatever. I haven't been that way in, I think, a good two years. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you're better at it now. You're oh, yeah. Better. Yeah. I mean, it's like everything. You go through waves, you know? It's, yeah. it's work. You know, it's hard to not like... Be hard on yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like all about you and what you're doing, your content. It's and literally so all about like, you. People not like it. Like, did I say something wrong? Do they <laughs> hate my toes? Like, you know. Is this how it sucks? I know. Like, whatever. What is your least favorite thing about influencing blogging and creating content? My least favorite thing about being a blogger is people making fun of us. Okay. <laughs> I really think... That is probably my least favorite because, you know, it's just frustrating because everything else I love, I love traveling. I love meeting new people. Yeah. You know, I love talking. I love meeting you. But I think my least favorite is people like, put, like picking jokes. And I'm just like, but like, that's rude. I'm just yeah. very sensitive. 
No, but I agree. I mean, especially, you know, back when bloggers first started and people were taking pictures of, like, food and everything. Now it's become such a, like, oh, you're one of those type of people. It's like, let me live, bitch. Can I fucking live? Can I take a photo of my salami, like, without you saying that I'm an idiot? Like, I don't make fun of you when, like, you want to take a group photo in front of a statue, do I? I don't want to do that. But I don't make fun of you. So literally, let me live. That's my least favorite. (laughs) I don't know why I said salami, but I'm really hungry. <laughs> I have food in my bag. Um, okay, favorite experience that has happened because you're a blogger? So I recently got to visit um, the refugee camps in Bangladesh. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was really amazing. It was my favorite, favorite experience. I went there for charity, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I loved, loved, loved it. Now, another favorite experience would be I went to Bali. <laughs> so, Everyone's yeah. dream all those pla- all the fun places so yeah but my my main favorite was basically like going to Bangladesh and all that stuff so. okay and in terms of when you travel do you still like how do you deal with that as it being part of your job but you still enjoy it like how do you keep the balance I guess just like any job you have to give yourself time constraints and like mm-hmm. how long you can work and you know without kind of Wearing yourself out because, like any job, if you just do it for too long, you will become very cranky. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, just like giving myself time to like do stuff for me and not always be on. Mm-hmm. So you still take vacation just for yourself, and you're like, "This vacation, I'm not going to work." I mean, I feel like I'm always working. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm always yeah. creating some type of content. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a content creator, as they say. No, I'm a blogger. People use that word now, which is really funny to me, but you're still a blogger. Yeah. No, I mean, there's definitely times where, like, you know, I feel like even even though I'm here in Biarritz, mm-hmm. I am working a lot, like, every day I'm, like, on the computer. Thankfully, I'm working on New York time, so I get to, like, work a little bit later. But, yeah, there are times where, like, I just completely shut off for a few days. But I'm always working in some some way or another. Yeah. yeah. What does the typical day look like for you? Like routines? Do you have a routine? I do. Okay. I'm a huge routine girl. Okay. I, I live off a routine <laughs> every day, honey. Like, I love it. Please give me the secrets because I still cannot <laughs> get into a routine. Like, I'm an anti-routine person. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to have one already. I'm insane. Um, <laughs> I, well, let's not talk about beers because obviously my routine's all over the place. But in New York, I wake up. I have tea. Um, I'm obsessed with biking. So I'll usually go on a mm-hmm. bike ride. Because I wake up very early. So by the time I get back, it's like 9. Okay. So it's fine. I'm like, I'm not really wasting that much of the day. And then I go through all of my emails and I give myself a to-do list. I try to check everything off. If I don't check it off, it makes me very anxious. Mm-hmm. I go like, a little, I get like weird. And I really feel like the to-do list and having an agenda and like setting up a designated spot in my house, which is in my kitchen. It's like on my little weird table slash kitchen thing area. And I do that. And then when... COVID wasn't around, I was also going to, you know, press previews and mm-hmm. events. So that was like my routine thing. And yeah, waking up early was definitely what set the tone for me though. And having the to-do list. Do you sleep early or do you not have a time to sleep? I sleep at like, at like 9.45, like, I'm like in bed. I'm like, I'm, I'm in bed, like not obviously on this trip while yeah. I'm here, but um, I'm super like granny. I'm in bed by like 10. Like, oh yeah, don't text me after 10. I won't answer. I'm sleeping. And I, and someone does, I usually want to answer. So I'm just like, no. Oh my God. I need to start doing that because I'm, I'm a night owl. 
So I Ooh. sleep until like 1, 2 a.m. Yeah. The thing is, it's been really weird since COVID. But usually I will have kind of energy in the morning, then I'll not work. And then by 6 p.m. I'm like, okay, time to get shit done. And then like 2 a.m. I'm like, okay, now I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> and so I wake up at 11, you know, it's like all screwed up. So. I mean, it's okay. You can have those days though too sometimes. <laughs> That's been my life for the past six months. So. Or for <laughs> six months. I mean, it's COVID. We're living in a pandemic. <laughs> I'm going to take your routine into mine and start doing yeah. it. See how you feel. See how you feel. So, what do you actually wish you knew before starting blogging, content creating? Oh, Lord. Um, what did I wish I knew before? I definitely feel like I kind of, although I do love the un- the idea of the unknown, I mm-hmm. kind of would have loved to have known that this was going to go someplace different. Maybe I would have mm-hmm. pre- been prepared. Um, I feel like that's mainly it, but I wouldn't really change anything how the way everything went. Okay. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Are there times when you're just like, oh my God, I have such a big audience. Like people come up to me. Have you ever experienced that? Like what, how do you deal with that side of your job? I have, I have. I I, I love it. I always like try to like stop and talk to them. I actually got stopped two days ago. Someone was coming out. Someone was like surfing and like came out. She was coming out anyway. And she was like, Christina. And I was like, oh, I pretended I knew her. I was like, oh shit, it's my hometown. Maybe I know this woman. She's like, I read your blog. And I was like, thanks, dude. <laughs> but I love it. I, I I feel like I feel so blessed. I hate that word blessed, but I do. I really feel like really lucky. I'm like, thank you for reading. <laughs> I have fun. I'm like, we'll pay you. <laughs> pay you money. So you've never felt like, oh my god, this is overwhelming. You're just like more on the excitement. No, I love people. Oh my god. I love attention. <laughs> Who doesn't love attention? I feel like I was meant to do this my whole life. I mean, you know, I, I I love people. I love, you know, I love talking and, you know, I love it all. Yeah. Good attention. Not like weird attention. Yeah, attention. yeah, not like stalkers. Yeah. Have you ever had a stalker? I've had like really weird people like sending me like nudes, like <laughs> men sending me like illicit photos of themselves that I just blocked. Oh my God. I was like, thanks for the dick pic, but <laughs> nah, thanks. Thanks, but it wasn't what I was expecting. I was like, mm, could you send money instead? <laughs> Seriously. You could. Honestly, I'm like, here's my PayPal. I'd rather get my own <laughs> How do you actually balance having friends, relationships, family while being kind of like in the spotlight, taking pictures, posting, going to PR events and all of that, like very spotlighty attention? Um, thankfully a lot of my friends are also bloggers. Okay. <laughs> Which is really funny. A lot of my best friends in New York are bloggers. And then my all my friends in my hometown in, in uh in Beirut aren't bloggers, you know. But I've known them since I was like 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 13 years yeah. old. So it's just like, and I'm a different person when I come here too. There's no events and stuff like that. But in yeah. New York, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I balance it really well. I never make anyone feel excluded. I always invite people. I always put them in the photos of me, all those things. You know, I never say like, hold my stuff. Like I don't do shit like that. Um, like get in the photo or get in the photo, come with me. Um, you know, and I always, I just, oh, and I always make everyone feel included wherever I'm going. And also all my friends are bloggers, so like, they want to be included anyway. Yeah. In terms of relationships, have you ever had a guy feel like, oh my god, you're a blogger? I mean, I mean, my last relationship, you know, it was a little bit tricky at times because I am someone who always likes taking photos and just like doing all those things, so it was a little could get a little interesting because mm-hmm. he was pretty shy, but I tried to respect that. You know, I always try to respect that in relationships. 
But, um, you know, you want someone who, who fully supports you. So that's something that I'm looking for. Yeah. And my next relationship is to find someone who supports me and who doesn't make fun of me is really important. Do you find it hard to make, like, new friends, meet men, stuff like that? Or is it pretty easy? Well, right now I'm not looking for anybody, <laughs> any boys coming my way. I'm an independent woman. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I've always been really – I love making new friends. It's yeah. always been something that I've been pretty good at. Um, as for men, um, I can be a little bit cold sometimes mm-hmm. just because I'm very wary of them and I don't yeah. trust them. <laughs> it's hard to trust people when they have wronged you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, why do girls always have, you know, we always get, like, the guys that are just like... Oh, my God, the stories I could tell you. You're, like, the stories. But, you know, like, sometimes, you know, you have to be weary of men. So I keep my distance from them at the moment. But for friends, I love friends. Yeah. Yeah. Is it easy in New York? Right now, not too much with the mask on. (laughs) But otherwise, it can be a little bit hard, you know, sometimes in New York. Because, you know, a lot of the times... You know, you're going into situations where a lot of people already know each other, but you really just need to put yourself out there. And you yeah. need. To, and I always say, join clubs, go to the library, go to the same. If you go to the same coffee shop all the time, it's all about repetition, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's all about like seeing the same faces, and then you know. I used to ask guys out that worked at coffee shops all the time. Really? Yeah. How like, is it asking guys? I'm really curious because I've always wanted to try, but I'm not. I'm a very outgoing person, but I wouldn't be the type to be like, oh my God. I want to get a drink with me, you're cute. Like, I am, I'm that girl who like, I give my number on like the paper. Like no. I, yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten like two, I dated this one guy, I gave my number on a receipt. He like oh my was God, my waiter and waited for a few months and then like he broke, we broke up and then he was like, I want to get back with you. I was like, peace. <laughs> and then I gave my number to this other guy who's a barista at okay. a coffee shop, Saturday Surf. And I went there every day. I didn't even drink coffee. I went there every day for like months. And then I gave him my number. We went on one date. <laughs> and then. I How did like, you get over like the awkward part? Like were you ever awkward or did you never even think about that? I just think like I want something. <laughs> <laughs> so no one's ever reacted like, oh my God, are you giving me your number? No. One time I gave someone, one time I gave someone my number in front of his girlfriend. I did not know it was his fucking girlfriend though. That did not end very well, and That's I left very, very soon. I didn't know. He was flirting with me. It's not my fault. But, um, no, so, yeah, it can get awkward. Okay. So just basically go for it. Whatever. Just do it. Yeah, what do you have to lose? What are they going to do? Shoot you in the face? You know what I mean? That's my whole thing is, like, for me, I'm like, yeah. what are they going to do? Are they going to – they're not going to shake me, you know? <laughs> the, the worst thing they can do is never call you. And, like, whatever. You just, like, find another coffee shop. <laughs> It's so many. Go out of your way. I don't go to Saturdays anymore, people. <laughs> Too embarrassed. Now we know why. I know. Oops. Okay, well, that's a good thing to think about. I'm definitely going to try and maybe find a little French man here while I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, put your number on a croissant. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just kidding. So, okay, what would be your top advice or tips for aspiring influencers and bloggers? Um, my top advice would definitely to find something that you love to do and to write about it and to be consistent. Okay. You know, um, don't think to yourself like, well, everyone's doing this. Like, I don't want to do it because everyone else is doing it. Mm -hmm. Everyone, but you're not everybody else. You're your own person and you're special and what you have is unique. And I think that everyone needs to recognize that every single person has something special to offer. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, no one is basic. Yeah. And to, to and to definitely like I said before, consistency just to be consistent. 
not post-sporadic you need to have a set schedule in the first start. Okay, and just like lean into it and be like, okay, maybe I don't have enough followers now. Like, Doesn't matter. Or just keep Treat going. your site as if you have a million followers. Do tr- Write as if you have the president reading your blog. Like, you know, not Trump, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> write as if like you have like someone very important reading it. Yeah. Do not have facet. Just do it. Do it and do it your way and you're going to mess up and that's fine, but don't treat your site anything less than it is because you have a hundred followers. Okay. And what about collaborations? Because I know as a blogger influencer, it's like really easy now brands contact you, but mm-hmm. at the beginning it was you putting yourself out there. Oh, So yeah. what is like your number one tip into getting brands or whatever to be like, yeah, I'll work with you or like, yeah, I'll take a chance on you. Like I'll send you product, whatever it is. I mean, even now, you know, I'm still contacting brands that I love and I feel like that's it. You need to like send them, you know, talk about their product on your stories. Yeah. Maybe do a little post, you know, nothing too crazy, not overboard. And then send them a DM being like, hey, um, I'm, you know, my name is X, Y, and Z, and I'm a huge fan of your brand. I would love to find a way where we could work together. And that's how it starts. You just be like, you know, would love to find a way where we could work together, you know, possibly, you know, if you want to give uh, like a little discount so I can give them to my readers and that mm-hmm. starts with building a relationship. But it's definitely putting yourself out there. And not expecting anything for free because that's not how life works. You know, a lot of people do it. I'm like, that's not how it gets. You know, put yourself out there and make those connections. And it's, I know it's can be really tr- tricky because it's intimidating. You're talking to like a huge brand. You don't know who you're talking to, you know? Yeah. It can be really scary, but I think you just need to make that leap. Okay. Well, that's great. My favorite question and the last one before we go into the fun little rapid fire question. Scary. So I'm pretty sure you've had an experience um, at one point or another where you feel like you're the only one to live it, feel it, think about it, whatever it is. What was it? And what would you tell people that might be thinking the same thing? I've always had a problem that I was never worthy of anything. Mm -hmm. And that has always been my biggest, biggest thing. And, and that goes for anything, not worthy in relationships, not worthy in the friends I have, not feeling that I was worthy of even a job. And like, I felt like it shouldn't be for me. Like I'm not worthy of this, but like the biggest one was like not feeling worthy of myself. Um, I'm still struggling with that, honestly, but, um, I feel like the biggest thing that's helped me was having a much better relationship with myself and really liking myself and really looking in the mirror and being like, you know, maybe you're not, you know, what you want to look like right now, but you're still hot. And I feel like it's giving yourself compliments and that really helped. I mean, it feels so silly, but like to give yourself compliments is so incredibly like a boost lifter. (laughs) It really helped me even like if I wasn't feeling it, but my biggest fear was worthiness, which is crazy, but I don't know. Yeah, just like how it does has it changed over time that now that you have like all this big audience or has it always been kind of at the core the same? I feel like it's not even about the audience. It was more just like something very personal. And I feel like it translated through my photos and when I wasn't feeling my best or whatever. But I feel like that's something that I never really spoke about on my Instagram because I've spoken about it very, very slightly, but only because it's a very delicate subject. But but I feel like it's a subject that a lot of girls or people must go through. But yeah, it wasn't really about the followers. It was mainly about just like not feeling worthy in like general aspects. Mm. But um, I feel like in the last year has been like a turning point where I'm like, I deserve 
I'm better awesome. and I'm pretty great and like you know what my breath doesn't smell that bad in the morning <laughs> I'm not that much of a monster <laughs> and it's helped compliments will help and listening to good music and surrounding yourself with good energy oh my god I love those tips I hope everybody loves them as well mm-hmm. now my second favorite part of the episode the rapid fire questions I'm are you s- ready I'm scared okay number one <laughs> what person dead or alive would you love to have dinner with James Dean, because I want to make out with him. Oh my god, yes. He's so hot. <laughs> He's so hot. He's so hot. <laughs> Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? 20 minutes early. Oh my god, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like today. <laughs> it's fine. We're on vacation. Junk food or home cooked meal? You know what? I love fucking junk food. <laughs> Is Popeye's junk food? Kind of. Uh, yeah. Oh god, I'm trash. Sorry. <laughs> Magazines or books? Books. Uh, rock or indie music? Ooh. You know what? Rock. Okay. Like old school or new type? Let's do like some like weird or uh, like Van Halen arena rock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Favorite type of food? Thai. Hmm. Pad Thai or curry? Curry. Okay. Um, a city or countryside? Countryside. Okay. Hot or cold? Cold. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> Think beach or mountains? Beach. Okay, that was not even that was like <laughs> instant. Okay. Wake up early or sleep out? Wake up early. Okay. For sure. Wow, even on vacation? Yeah. I wake up early. I woke up at 6 a.m. today. What? Oh Crazy. Okay. You're like my hero. <laughs> you would never know. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for chatting me with today. Chat chatting with me today. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? It's been a great time. You're honestly <laughs> literally exactly how you portray yourself. Really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I think even better. You're oh, like more shit. Okay. I was actually afraid. I was like, oh my god, what is it gonna be like? Mm. Imagine I'm like, yeah, sorry, I gotta go. I can only be here for ten minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> this was really fun. Thank you so thank, much for having me. Thank you for accepting. I was honored that you're here and you're like the second in person interview that's not my friend, like specifically I know for years. So. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Um, as usual, guys, if you like it, please let me know, leave a review comments and me a message on instagram and don't forget to follow christina at trobruge the links will be on the description um thank you again so much for being here and i hope to see you again soon maybe once i'm like a big podcast influencer we'll like do i'm gonna look out for you you. (laughs) (laughs) okay everybody peace out and see you next week